Welcome to the Silver and Mature Womanpreneur Podcast, a podcast for and by women over 50, providing faith-building strategies for female entrepreneurs looking to achieve higher levels of productivity, capacity, and growth, where we strive to focus on God's agenda while building our businesses to serve our community with excellence. Welcome to the podcast. For having me here, I, um, I'm, it's it's my pleasure. It's my honor, really. And I was ex- so excited when you asked me. And um, obviously, we we have known each other a whole long time. And uh, it's just my my privilege to be here. And I'm I'm really grateful for the ministry. I I knew you when you started. So and you have yeah. helped me over the years. So. <laughs> Uh, it is wonderful to see how you're flourishing. Can I just say this really quickly? Uh, yes. I still, I still take into account, uh, don't touch it twice. <laughs> if, I, if I have a bill or a piece of mail that comes in, and if I do touch it twice, I promise you, I think of you. It's like, oh, Dreamer said, don't, don't touch it twice. So I still use that. I, I do use a whole lot more. But that one has always stuck with me. <laughs> Wow, wow. Oh, my goodness. That is so awesome. You know, sometimes you don't even remember the type of advice or that you've given, you know, people over the years. And so that is awesome that you're still using that. I mean, <laughs> I use a lot. I, that one is an easy, practical one. Why don't you take care of it the first time? Why are you going to touch it twice? Yes. Yeah. three times. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and so uh, I, I, I can tell you I have a lot of questions that I want to ask, but I'm going to, you know, just try to keep it concise and, and all that stuff because it really isn't about me. It's about the listeners. And so, uh, but the, the, the thing is I really, this is such a, um, you know, a timely topic you know, when it comes to, you know, things that's going on now and, and all that, you know. So one of my questions would be, what actually prompted you to write this book, Holy Borrowers? What, what was it that you saw in the marketplace or, you know, that need that you saw and you thought, you know what, I need to write a book to help people mm-hmm. out in this area? Okay. And I, thanks for asking that. I, um, I'm going to go general, and then I'll get real specific with the book. Um, over the mm-hmm. years, so I, I retired from banking. I, I'm not retired, but I retired from the banking industry uh, April 2019 after 32 years. And over those years, really actually even going into banking, I realized so I went to business school. I had an economic, all of that. I had a finance background in school. But it wasn't until I went into banking, um, and commercial banking is just the fancy word, not so fancy, but for dealing with businesses versus consumers, like you and me personally. And so when I went into commercial banking and I went through this training program and here's how we make our loans, here's how we make, here's how you should analyze, I was sitting there going, again, I went to business school and undergrad in economics. I was going, I didn't know this stuff. They didn't even teach this in college. And so 
it's always just blared out to me that it's nothing nothing to do with intelligent that we just don't know and and then um you know many communities african american people of color may not get it or people who didn't grow up of all colors people who didn't grow up um you know with the wall street journal at their table mm-hmm. we really don't know and so over the years i used to do workshops at different churches even you know including our own church for entrepreneurs so small small businesses and um, just kind of here's the five things. Here's some. Here's the way banks look at it. Look at evaluating a loan request, and it's things we didn't know. So that was in general, and I've always had a passion for that. Um, my book, Holy Borrowers, when it says equipping church leaders for building finance, that same issue pertains to churches. It pertains to church leaders, to pastors. Um, it's still the same lack of knowledge, and that's across the board. That's that's churches. They're just not church. There's a whole lot of books on how to get people to give, uh, or why we should give to the Lord, which which are true. But there is nothing I saw that was written in plain English for pastors. Okay, when people give, how do you make how do you make decisions with these huge assets, your church building? And so, I actually retired to do that. Um, I knew I also knew too many pastors um who you know small and large churches who had gone through foreclosure of the church building and I knew a whole lot more who they didn't actually lose their church building but boy they lost a whole lot of sleep um stress mm-hmm. because they were having trouble making their you know the payments and you know all of those kind of things so I put it in that's a long answer probably but I put it in a book uh, really because the Lord told me to, I have all this knowledge in my head, and it was you need to put it down in writing in a way that people can understand it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you hit on so many things, especially when you said there was really nothing out there in terms of, um, you know, churches and, you know, what do you do with all of these assets? Because, you know, there's a people, and I'm trying to say it the right way because there's a lot of people, you know, out there that, and, and I'm sure you've heard it, you know, well, what are they going to do with the money, you know, and that's why I don't give to churches because of this, you know, so many, so many things. Exactly. And so, and so that's why this book is definitely um, a welcoming project uh, to our community, uh, because, you know, I see so many uh, instances where it's, it's mishandled and, you know, and, and things like that. And so, and I know you've seen it, you know, as well. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, this is, I am excited, uh, you know, about the book. Now, I will tell you that um, I've only been able to access your book. It's been on Rodney's desk and he's been reading it, but I'm going to have to apparently buy my own copy, okay? So. <laughs> well, he's like my husband. Uh, I can't read the book after him because he's written all over it. <laughs> exactly. What did the author exactly. write? What did you write? <laughs> exactly. So I got to get my own copy and, and everything because he's, you know, anyway. But um, so, yeah. 
but I, I did grab it off of his desk so that, you know, of course I could, you know, um, you know, talk a little bit about it. But now what, even before we get into, you know, that, uh, the book a little bit more, what are some things that you actually help your clients do? Um, I really, I have, and actually I have a, I'm in a position in retirement, which is good that I'm not out trying to, I, I'm, well, I'll put it this way. I'm, I'm not, I'm not charging these huge amounts of money and such, but I, I, I really do work primarily with churches and nonprofits. Mm. Um, and I kind of do so on a selective basis because I actually, I'm trying to act retired sometimes. <laughs> and then yeah. I'm, I'm very active. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And I'm very active in our church, you know, of course. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then I try to personalize. So, uh, but that, that being said, I, I really do try to help. I, I really have realized it. I am, and I don't mean this any kind of way, I, I am gifted and trained in the area of mm-hmm. finance. Um, mm-hmm. And I used to argue with the Lord quite a lot because I'm also a minister, and I'd try to explain to him, uh, <laughs> like, I, like, I was, like, I wasn't the child that, well, Lord, you know, here's what ministry looks like. Here's what preaching looks like, and it doesn't involve a bank. And, um, and he kept sending me to I, – I even left banking in 2002 and came back to banking because I had – so it was just – I remember uh, you left. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And I went right back in. And um, so that being said, I really do help clients understand how to see things in ways they can understand it in plain English. I'll mm. put it that way. And and I'm a latent teacher. I love teaching more mm-hmm. than anything. And mm-hmm. so I, to really be able to explain whether to pastors or individuals, you know, you know, not to be um, overwhelmed or intimidated is really the better word I'm looking mm-hmm. for. And I had someone t- t- tell me a long time ago, if you don't understand it, then you probably ought not do it. And that mm-hmm. meaning if it's sounding overly complicated and someone's trying to use all these terms, uh-uh, tell them to break it down because mm-hmm. – even when we talk about a building loan, okay, well, most of us have a car loan or have had one in our lives. Um, some of us have a, you know, a housing loan. So mm-hmm. if you can put it in terms or you talk about late payments, okay, lots of us have loaned money to somebody and then get paid back on time. You know, so it, mm-hmm. it's the same. And I tell, I tell people, and this is the truth, um, the smallest loan I've ever made when I was in banking, I think it was about $3,000. More than, I think a three thousand is the right number, and it's it was to help a gentleman get a, a piece of equipment for his carpet cleaning business. So three thousand dollars. The largest mm. loan I was ever involved in with was a hundred million dollars. A hundred million, and the same principles applied for both, and that wow. that. So I help people understand, and it's not just about the bank. You know, here's what Mm -hmm. banks are looking for. So here's how, even if you never go to a bank, here's how you should understand your own finances. Here's how you should make decisions. Here's how, uh, and especially for Christians, because then we intersect Mm -hmm. it with faith. And sometimes Mm -hmm. the Lord is saying, okay, I didn't tell you the truth. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So where does faith come in yes there's faith but also what are some principles 
where I can leave myself a cushion. It's not living on the edge, you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, again, work with primarily with nonprofits and churches, but try to help them break it down so they can look at, there are a number of ways to make these decisions about finances, and I help them look at all of them, put it that way. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, you also said something, you know, when you mentioned about the small business owner borrowing, mm-hmm. you know, $3,000. So that kind of prompted, I, I wanted, to, and I've always wanted to ask this, you know, with someone on the other side, which is your, um, you know, positioning, uh, because you've seen, you know, both sides, of course, from the mm-hmm. entrepreneur standpoint, as well as the church standpoint, as well as the bank you know, standpoint. Right. So right. when is it okay for a business to borrow money? Because I was always, I, I've always had the mindset that, you know, I want my business to be, you know, cash. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to borrow money for my business and things like that. Right. So when is it okay and is it okay for a business to borrow money? Yeah, and that's I'm gonna. It's gonna be a very general question, and and you know, there's sure. that every every situation is going to be different. But in general, absolutely, um, there is a place for strategic debt. I would call it mm. that way, strategic. And it's just like it would be similar to, um, you know, there are some people who are gonna. I'm not gonna be in debt for anything, and and that's good. That's there's nothing wrong with that. But let's say uh, a, a house or a building. Um, if you, if it was taking you too long to save up that type of money, this one instance, for a large mm. asset, and you could mm. purchase it and then put it to use so that it actually will cash flow for you, um, mm. that, that may be, I don't, you know, again, it depends on the situation, yeah. but that's an example of where that really could be a great opportunity. Another one for small business owners in particular, if you have, um, if you sell on credit for whatever reason, so, and to be competitive, you know, everybody wants their Mm -hmm. cash, but if you're giving people 30 days to pay you, well, Mm. in the meantime, or if you have to give them 60 days, um, Mm -hmm. in the meantime, you have to pay bills, today (laughs) yeah but you're not getting paid and that's if they pay on time and so there are a lot of lines of credit and that you know people can use again i'm saying this you know with caution but absolutely credit card they can use that to bridge those gaps when they Mm -hmm. have money that's going to come in and you're pretty confident it's going to come in, but mm-hmm. you need to pay bills now, and it's going to be repaid from what mm-hmm. comes in. But it's not, you know, and again, that's being careful. It's not overspending and getting something. I'm just going to, you know, go into debt, and if you build it, they will come kind of thing. That's mm-hmm. putting yourself in a lot of trouble because you don't have, you, 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 don't, you don't see, you don't have a plan, and you don't, actually you don't have something on the horizon where you actually mm-hmm. do know what's coming in, you know, barring something catastrophic. So there, but so that's one. And then two, uh, I alluded to it. You do need to have the cash to pay it back. And I, yeah. you know, so um, and over time. So whenever, um, you know, I, I say whenever, uh, as a banker, um, you know, just being quite transparent. 
Uh, when mm-hmm. I was younger, since we're talking to over 50s, and I'm over yes. 60 now, <laughs> but mm-hmm. when I was Me too. in my 20s, a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. When I was in my mm-hmm. 20s, I thought a credit card was magic. And so <laughs> I couldn't believe you could, you could go into a store and come out with stuff and you didn't have to pay it. I, I, just, I just kept going, do you mean, wait a minute, really, I can take this stereo home? <laughs> and I don't know, I'll have to tell you anything. No, man, you don't know, oh, no, can I get that too? You know? <laughs> And so you're you're talking to someone uh, who is, I say, a recovered, and you always have to be careful. I I can get mm-hmm. into that in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. So you really do have to be careful of not confusing opportunities and strategy to bridge something temporarily with. I'm going to go spend it up, and I'm going to pray and hope that the Lord will bless. That's that's not the way to do it. That's not that's not sound financial principles, even, I was going to say, even for Christians, and maybe especially for Christians, since we have a witness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, and I totally agree. And by the way, I was the same way about credit. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> give me that card, you know, let me get yeah. this. You know, I, yeah, I, I did get a stereo, you know, on credit, uh-huh. you know, things uh-huh. like that. So. <laughs> but, you know, I think, I think a lot of it is because we grew up in that era you know, when it was, and I want to say, for lack of better terms, we didn't know any better, right. you know, because I, I, I could, for me personally, I know I didn't manage it well. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't making, you know, really good decisions. And, you know, I was one of those people that would not have a plan, you know, to pay it off. It's like, you know, well, I, you know, I'll figure it out, you know. Oh, but I do have to pay this back. Oh, yeah, that's right, you know. <laughs> and on time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's, that's time. So let me give a free plug for an organization, if I could, that we just got involved with, and, and it's called D-Free, D like in dog, uh, D-F-R-E-E dot org. And yes. uh, our church, Christ Community, just got involved with them, and it's founded by – Dr. DeForest stories. And the long story short, um, and I think it's under mydfree.org. I think that's right. But it, I can tell you it's, it, it's specifically for African-Americans in how it was designed. And I know your audience is broad, so that doesn't mean no one else can come. That's not what it means. It does mean culturally those are the images you see because if we don't come up that way, those are the images you see. And even some of the mindsets of why do we spend how we spend? So it doesn't mm. first deal with budgeting. He did, and it's spiritually based, but it first deals with, um, you know, I think it's, it called it Address the Mess, <laughs> but it's like a 12-step. Mm-hmm. But it, it really is phenomenal, so I won't go into all of that. But we just got involved with them, and we have about 90 people going through the ch- at our church right now. And it, it is phenomenal. It, it's phenomenal. So, again, there are things out there to help us with. It's not as simple as saying just say no. Why are Absolutely. we spending? Why do we spend? Who are we trying to impress? All of those kind of things. Yeah, and you make a very, very, very good point because everything starts with mindset. I mean, mm-hmm. when I begin to learn, you know, my relationship with money and mm-hmm. how I grew up, 
you know, uh, yes. you know, on one side, you know, I had, you know, one of my parents who was not good at, who was not good with money, and then uh, on the other side, my other, you know, my other parent, you know, she was like, I'm trying to save money here, and you keep spending mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. I had a very mm-hmm. interesting, you know, it was an interesting dynamic there, you know, and so my relationship with money was really challenged, and so. And and even, you know, in marriage, you know, Rod, Rodney is one who is really good with money. And mm-hmm. I was kind of a latecomer. <laughs> so mm-hmm. because, you know, mm-hmm. he Me was too. taught, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit differently. Yeah. And so, um, so definitely, you know, starting with the mindset and your relationship with money, your relationship with business, why do you make those, you know, why have you made those type of choices, you know, in the past? And what can you do right. now? to change how you think about money because it, it all starts with mindset. It, and so, it, it um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the, uh, so go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say bring it full circle to where we started. Uh, and this is no, dis- you know, again, I'm married to a pastor. I love my husband, all of that. So there's no disrespect. That same mindset, right. pastors are human. That same mindset comes into the church. And Absolutely. So, the same ways we, you know, might spend on a credit card, again, we're getting to assets. I can buy that building or I can build that building or I can expand mm-hmm. or I can, you know, and, you know, the big knock on uh, pastors, you know, we all heard it, all they care about is, you know, money. Um, that's not true, number one, in most cases. Um, I'm saying it's not I agree. I agree. But really what happens is, for pastors who get in, you know, they call it, uh, you call them back in over their skis. I don't ski, but over their skis, um, <laughs> they get in over their heads. There, mm-hmm. There's a reason if you, if you are in a church and all they're talking about is money, if that's true, it's not so they can get oh, it. In most yeah. cases, it's because they got overextended or they had a building yeah. program and the bank, and I deal with this in the book, but the bank made a decision, and they, get, they got the loan. But it was based incorrectly, because uh, banks can make mistakes too, it was based incorrectly on the campaign, the capital campaign that was going on. So mm-hmm. you see pastors will have a two-year capital campaign, and if they have a banker who doesn't know what they're doing, the banker will look at those finances and say, oh, good, you can afford this. Well, when the two years is over, then they're in trouble. So they, you know, they'll say, okay, well, it's mm-hmm. a five-year capital campaign. <laughs> You know, or people pledged to give and people relied on those pledges, which is another mistake. People mean well, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't always, you know, life happens. And so all of a sudden those pledges don't come in. So all of those things that get back to the word cushion, you know, whether you're Mm -hmm. in business as an entrepreneur uh, and our personal lives, and, and, you know, certainly for pastors, churches, any kind of business owner, um, it's learning to operate, you know, within our means, but also with a cushion. Who knew COVID was happening? No one, but oh life happens. Yeah. And so some yeah. kind of cushion so that we're not in over our heads. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I got a few more questions, and I know you have to go, uh, but I mm-hmm. wanted to ask you, like, what are, what are some mistakes that you see people make when it comes to the process of borrowing? And I know you, you know, you named, mm-hmm. you know, a few, but just to kind of 
uh, help some of my um, entrepreneurs who's going to be listening, you know, to the call, uh, what are, how can they be more prepared? Maybe that's what I'm asking. No, it's a, it's a great question. Actually, <laughs> this, is, this is a shameless one. <laughs> I have a whole chapter, How to Get Ready Before You're Ready. And, ah. and, it's, and it actually, I have a lot of entrepreneurs who are, you know, because it's dealing with church, but it's the same mm-hmm. principles again. Okay. It's not, you know, a lot of people mistakenly think the bank is going to finance 100% of whatever the need is. Mm-hmm. So if I have an idea... Um, let's say I want to, you know, I'm buying a building or even, you know, I'm buying a, a piece of machinery, um, mm-hmm. that, that $3,000, you know, for the carpet clean, carpet cleaning, mm-hmm. uh, gentleman owns his own business, um, is thinking I need 3000 or I need 5000 or I need 25000 I'm going to go to the bank and get it. And the bank is going to say, no, you need to put, um, some cash down as well. Mm-hmm. And so people will, um, one of the mistakes is going in and not having the cash saved up. Uh, that's that's a simple one. And I say simple. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a big deal, but that's, that's, a common a, that's one. an easy one to think about because then they yeah. want to have some kind of skin in the game. Not keeping mm-hmm. good financial records is a mm-hmm. huge one, um, mm-hmm. and that's for business owners in particular. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you have you know Quicken these days. You have QuickBooks, but even with that. Uh, if you know most many entrepreneurs are visionary, uh, most mm-hmm. of them are, but they mm-hmm. not all have a financial background. So if you don't have that, it does pay to have even if it's a bookkeeper, somebody who really does know what they're doing, not just entering your data. Because when you go to the bank, the first thing they're going to do, they're going to pull the credit report. They're going to look at your financial statements because the financial statements, the banks always and any kind of lender. They're looking backward. They're not mm. taking a bet. They're not. They're, we're all excited about what God is doing. We're all excited about our vision. We're all excited about that. The banks don't get paid to be excited like that. They're looking mm. at backwards. Have you shown that you make enough cash to pay all of your expenses on a, on a consistent basis to make up, pay all of your expenses and still have enough left over to pay us back? And you have mm-hmm. to, and usually it's a minimum of two years, and I'd say more likely three years. Um, for companies that are just starting in business, they're thinking, okay, I do have cash, but I, I don't have a history, that's why I need the money. <laughs> and mm-hmm. not recognizing that banks, will, they will have to have that history, even for the, something called the Small Business Administration or SBA loans. Some banks will, that, where the SBA guarantees if something goes wrong, they'll pay the bank back a certain amount. But there are some mm-hmm. banks, many banks, even with an SBA guarantee, that's too high a risk for them. Mm-hmm. So, Anything... And let me say this. Can I say this real <laughs> Go quick ahead. on behalf of the bank? Yeah. People um, think, you know, oh, the banks, are they, you know, why don't they do banks don't get paid. What, what, we, what we don't realize is when you were taking what I call a bet, that's equity because that's mm-hmm. a venture capital, that's, that's your family member who believes in you, because what happens if you're a part owner, you get the upside. The banks don't get the upside. They just get paid that interest rate. That's it. Mm-hmm. And we all have heard of banks that have gone out of business taking debt. So before we kind of knock the bank, they are paid, mm-hmm. they're in business to make, to really be more 
less risky. I'll put it that way. And yeah. we take it personally because it is personal, but to them it's not always personal. It's we need to see some kind of history before we loan money. That's what they get paid yeah. to Yeah, yeah. So anything you want to say about these PPP loans or anything like that? I mean, it was just something that kind of popped in my head. <laughs> uh, no, I, you know, <laughs> what, what, <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you, have, you have anything else you want to say on that? Yeah, I, yeah, I just Any, want to hear from someone that's it, on that side. I I didn't get one. Like I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even going there. So, but uh, I wanted to hear from someone experienced in that industry. Yeah, and I will say this, uh, I was out of banking before this happened, so I wasn't mm-hmm. involved in making the decisions. However, I was involved in helping some organizations get PPP loans, and, you know, again, mm-hmm. non nonprofit. And actually, right. um, you know, I, I can say, you know, I guess I'm allowed to say that I, our church got one and gave it back before within the mm-hmm. desert because we, we, we were blessed we didn't need it. And so mm-hmm. there was an honor system that was, you know, you really were supposed to have needed it. Um, but I think they were not only good, I think they were a phenomenal thing for the people who yeah. needed it, which is a mm-hmm. lot of companies with, you know, everyone staying home. It, you know, it really, it still is catastrophic. And, you know, not, obviously we're yeah. not even dealing with the, the deaths and such. Um, people yeah. have lost their lives and family members, but from an economic, Absolutely. just straight business standpoint, um, it really did make the difference, you know, um, from a financial standpoint for people being able to survive. So I, I, um, I think without them, if we can think about it, it would have been far, far, far worse because it did keep people employed and so on and so forth. I think um, I will say it did speak to the need to know your banker, not a banker. Yes, yes. The haves and the have-nots were the Mm -hmm. people who, especially small business owners, they a lot of times will go into a branch, and nothing wrong with the people who work at the branch. I have friends who work in a bank branch. But Mm -hmm. most of the decisions for businesses were taken Mm -hmm. out of the branch years ago. And so when it came time to get the PPP loan, and you were trying to deal with some of these bigger banks, you had to stand in line before everybody, behind everybody else who actually knew a banker, and they were dealing mm. with them. They were getting personal attention instead of, um, you know, having to deal with some kind of online portal. And that's not just for the large businesses. That's um, the nonprofit I dealt with was not huge like that, and, but they had a relationship with a banker, and I worked with them, and they, they were one of the first ones to get a PPP loan. Wow! In fact, they yeah. got both of them, PPP one and PPP two. Yeah, and and only reason it it kind of popped into my head only because I've, you know, even heard of some people getting those loans who didn't even have businesses and didn't even, you know, yep. uh, have, you know, uh, they didn't even have a business. They or they started something like an Etsy store or something like that just to get a loan, you know, and things like that. So. And it's always when things like that come about, you're going to have people who take advantage of those opportunities yeah. in a not so good way, and 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 there are you know others who, because <clears throat> I've talked to other entrepreneurs who said, you know, man, I mean, I couldn't even 
get in the door. I mean, I couldn't even get like $500, you know. So, um, so you know, there's all of that stuff that's going on, you know, with that. But go ahead. No, I think you were going to say something. No, and I, I absolutely agree with you. And that, that's where you get into, you know, and again, I wasn't saying that about my church to go, uh, you know, because there are churches I know who needed it and got it and they used it well. And, and God is blessing them. But it gets back to an integrity issue. It, it starts Absolutely. and ends with an integrity issue for those people. You know, and we can, you know, people can always be slick and we can, and, you know, you can get away with it seemingly, but mm-hmm. um, that's just a character issue. And, mm-hmm. you know, well, they do it too. Well, that's a character mm-hmm. issue. So it really depends Absolutely. on who you are and how you live your life. But in terms yeah. of the other people who couldn't get in the, in the door, that really does get back to what can we learn for the next time? It mm-hmm. really is if you need to go to a smaller bank, and, I, and I'm and i not mm-hmm. going to name banks because I have friends at all the banks, right. but you, right. if you have, you know, your larger banks, you're, unless if you don't know someone personally, let me ba- back up, if they don't know you, <laughs> mm. it's not enough that you know them. <laughs> if they mm-hmm. don't know you... <laughs> They don't know mm. the business, and they're not there to help. Then go to a community bank. Yeah. We're here in Dallas. Dallas, every bank in the country, big and large, big and small, is here. Go to a small mm-hmm. bank. You want to be able to have a relationship, uh, and mm. that that is the most critical thing about. Ha- and if you know if you're too small and they don't have time for you, go find a bank where you are. Uh, you're at least you may not be the biggest fish, but at least you're a fish that they know and they value. Exactly, exactly. And so, just to, like three things that I've learned from this conversation as an entrepreneur, uh, if you were in the position or you are in need of money and you want to go to a bank to uh, borrow money, you need to at least have some good financial records. You should have some uh, some money, you know, somewhere <laughs> that can help skin, you. Skin in, the, skin in the game. So skin in the game <laughs> and have a relationship with, you know, someone at the bank, um, you know, so that they, you know, they, like you said, you know, if they don't know you, they don't know your business. And right. so those are definitely some critical things. And, and, you know, and it's not like, you know, <laughs> I know this is stuff that a lot of us who will be listening to this, you know, may have heard before, but how many times have we heard something before and still not done it, and then it, can, right. it comes back to bite us, you know? So, like, in, like in PPP. Um, yeah. It came back to light a lot of people. And, and when I say know someone at the bank, know someone who deals with businesses. Like you would mm-hmm. want to ask them. You could even ask them. Tell me about your PPP process. How did that work? Right. And if they tell yeah. you everybody went through a portal, and you know, you know, or did you, how many did you get approved? You can you can interview the banks, and it's it's mm-hmm. that's a good thing to um, that's a good example because you had all every bank in you know the country doing PPP or you know not every bank but mm-hmm. these banks that were doing it. You'd really want to know. Well, we, you know, we went through a portal. Did your portal collapse? Did you, you know, because <laughs> you want to find exactly. somebody who specializes in whatever your size business is. I'll put it. You know, I exactly. say small. It's big to us. Whatever our, I have a small business, but it's big to me. Um, yes. Whatever your yes. size is, that's the size they specialize in. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, last question. So, because I, um, I, I don't want to, you know, hold you. I know you got things you want to do, but last question or last two things. So, what exciting things do you have coming up, and how can people reach you? Um, so this is off of um, exciting. Uh, I'm amazed at some of the things the Lord is doing in terms of doors that he's opening. Um, like I joined the board of a missions organization. This is totally off mm. of finance, even though I'm on the finance committee, so I guess I can't say that either. <laughs> but I am... Um, if I had a twin, I would have been a missionary. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and, um, you know, we're in, you, and you know, this dream from when we were together. So we, mm-hmm. you know, our church supports missionaries and in, in particularly in the yes. continent of Africa. So, you know, mm-hmm. Ghana. So we have a relationship with two things. We have a relationship with churches in Ghana that we're developing. I mean, people, so that's exciting. You know, I've been there Mm. four times now. um, Mm -hmm. So that, and then um, coming out of banking, who would have known that I'd be asked to be, uh, it's World Venture, which is uh, a mission sending organization. So I'm actually the first Mm -hmm. African-American woman to have joined that Mm -hmm. board in their history. So that, that's exciting. Um, the best way to reach me is actually my website, and in ter- two, I have two businesses. So Holy Borrowers, which is my book, um, so mm-hmm. Holy Borrowers, and that's with an S, dot com. And mm-hmm. I do, I'm doing Zoom workshops for churches. I'm thinking about maybe some in person strategically, but uh-huh. really working with pastors. So it's, you know, buying the book, but really I'm, the book is, you know, the book is important, but honestly, I really love talking to people. So doing yeah. workshops, so you can reach me for workshops and also purchase my book there. And then That's my cool. other company is called Acceleration Advisors, and it's accelerationadvisors.com. So um, both of those. Hi, this is Aldrema Harper, and thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you got value for where you are in your entrepreneurial endeavor. And if you'd like to know more about how I can further serve you, simply go to CoachDreama.com. Again, that's CoachDreama.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Have an amazing day.